Let church say amen once again. Amen. Amen. Let's go to the book of Mark. (coughs) Mark the ninth chapter, verses 49 and verses 50. Mark the ninth chapter, verses 49 and verses 50. Amen. Title of our message today is The Final Baptism. The Final Baptism. Audio, video, five, four, three, two, one. We're live. In the book of Mark, the ninth chapter, verses 49 and 50. Once again, our message today is entitled, The Final Baptism. In verses 49 of Mark, the ninth chapter, it says, For everyone, not some, but for everyone shall be salted with fire. Amen? And every sacrifice shall be salted with salt. Verse 50 goes on to say that salt is good. But if the salt have lost his saltiness, notice that it says his saltiness. We're talking about people here. Wherewith Will ye season it? Have salt in yourselves and have peace with one another. Amen? Let's see what Jesus is saying here because, you know, Jesus, he speaks, but the depths of what he is saying reach far reaches the things that are written on the page. Amen. But he says, for everyone, all of us, we have to be salted, that means to be seasoned with fire. Now we know that the fire is the fire that comes from the Holy Spirit and through our trials and tribulations in this life. So we're seasoned by this fire of life. And the things that we go through in this life. By way of the Holy Spirit and the fire that's within us. And it says that not only that, but every sacrifice shall be salted with this same Holy Ghost fire seasoning. If a man loses the seasoning that comes from the fire of God, then what happens is is that that individual becomes unseasoned. And when we become unseasoned, we become to no avail. Not only to God, but to man also, nor to ourselves. So he goes on and he says, now salt is good. And he tells us, but now, if we lose that seasoning, you know, if we lose that fire, that desire that comes from God's, Holy Spirit. Not from the world. Not from the things that we gain. We have one day and the next day we don't have. Not from those things. But from the things that are eternal in God and with God. If we lose that fire. Then we lose that seasoning. Because it's the fire that gives the seasoning. Amen. And when the seasoning is gone, it asks the question, how will a man 
be seasoned again. How will he have salt? It's only through God. So it says now everyone should have salt or seasoned within themselves. Have you ever seen people, they come to church, but they're not seasoned. They don't have a seasoning in them, you know. They just come. But there's no seasoning. You see, when you've got seasoning in your soul, then you taste good to people. And when people have seasoning within them, they taste good to you. That's why the Bible says that God doesn't take no, uh, 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 Paul said, my soul has no joy in those who draw back. See, God don't like it. And the people that are in your camp don't like it either because we're an army. And we're soldiers. And people that go AWOL, our souls aren't happy in that. How can it be? Because we're all supposed to be on the battlefield doing what? Fighting together, right? Now, the worst thing in the world is to be on the battlefield and look around and the soldiers that you need are dead. Why? Because they've lost their seasoning. Now, we've got some out sick today. I'm not talking about them, but I'm talking about, y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. Everybody know who they are and who they're not. Everybody. And if you're one of those people or you're about to be one of them people, then you need to tighten up your game. Just tighten it up. Get, we've got to learn how to get our will out of the way so that the salt, the seasoning that God has given us can remain in us. So he says now, not only that we have to have salt or the seasoning in us that comes from the fires of the Holy Ghost, because how many of y'all know that the book of Romans 12 says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present yourself as a living sacrifice unto God. That's holy and acceptable unto God. Boy, we sure fall short of that, don't we? But we keep trying. That's the key right there. It's a journey, y'all. Life is a journey, not a destination. It's a journey. And you can't stop walking in the journey. And expect to ever reach the place where we're supposed to reach. So he says, now, I'm telling you, you got to have seasoning. Every one of us. And that seasoning has to come from the fires of the Holy Ghost. And the things that we go through in life, that'll season you too. And every sacrifice, every sacrifice, whether it's your money, whether it's your time, regardless of what that oblation is that you sacrifice to God, it has to be seasoned with salt also that comes from the fire that's in you. Understood what I'm saying? What I'm saying is, is that whatever it is that you give to the Lord, even when you drop whatever you drop, in the basket for his offering. Whatever it is that you give, it's got to have the fire of God on it. It has to be seasoned. That's why the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. See, when you give, when you give cheerfully, whatever it is, whether it's your time, whether it's your money, whether what, I don't care what it is, Whatever you give, you've got to give it with cheerfulness because that's the seasoning that goes with the sacrifice. Am I making sense? We just don't do things just to be doing it. Like the joker, I don't have a plan. I just do things. No. No. We have to have a calculated reason for why we do 
what we do. And the reason can't be ulterior. The, uh, the reason has to be in the will of God. So God says that he loves a cheerful giver. So if you're sweeping the floor, be cheerful. Because that's the seasoning that God is looking for. Now, I know all of us are going through rough times. That's life, isn't it? We can't get around. We've lived long enough to know that we can't get around the hardships, right? And 70 to 80% of the hardship that we have in life, we bring it on ourselves, right? But nevertheless, God still loves us, right? Nevertheless, we know we're not worthy of God, but God says, I am married to the backslider. He said, I'm not going to give up on you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. But we ourselves. Sometimes it's hard for us to forgive ourselves. Amen? But nevertheless, we can't look back. We've got to look forward because looking back, we'll get stuck. So let's go to the book of Jude, verses 20 and 21. The book of Jude, right before Revelation, it's just one chapter, verses 20 and 21. And let's see what he's saying in this situation. The Bible says, but ye, beloved, it tells us, building up yourselves on your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Ghost. It says, keep yourselves, keeping yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto what? Eternal life. See, that's the key right there. You see. Now, the only way, remember he said now, you got to be seasoned with the fire which comes from the Holy Ghost, right? So this scripture says now we need to build ourselves up in the Holy Ghost, right? Why? Because the more we build ourselves up in the Holy Ghost, the more seasoning that that thing gives us, that fire, you see, so that whatever it is that we sacrifice and we, and we give to God, see, that fire is in us. So when we release it, it has the seasoning that we have. Am I making sense? Because he did say now, let all of us have the salt that comes from the fire, the seasoning. We've got to be seasoned. And it also said that every one of us, every sacrifice that we give... It has to have this same seasoning. It's got to be salted with fire or salted with salt, which means that whatever leaves our hands, we have to have allowed the Holy Spirit in us to give it seasoning. You know the reason why a lot of things don't work in our behalf? Because we ain't got no seasoning. We just do things because we've been taught to do things. But we haven't been taught what the Word of God is really and deeply saying. It says now, in order for this thing to work, it's got to have some seasoning in it. Oh, y'all hear me? This thing got to have some seasoning in it. If this thing don't have no seasoning in it, then that's why, that, that's why we have to have people constantly coming up trying to make them something and give them a chance to be something in this ministry for God. But they so caught up in their own insanity until, you know, they, like I said, like an alcoholic, they just fizzle out. And we are mature and we understand this so it don't bother us. We just keep going. You see, a big shot ain't nothing but the continuation of a little shot. The Word of God says that You've been faithful over a few things, so come on up, because I'm going to make you rule over many. Somebody say, just keep walking. Make sure that you continue to do what it is that you need to do in the body of Christ, and Christ going to reward you for it. You see, we're all time looking for the reward now, right down here. But there's a greater reward. 
We look for the money and all of that, but he said, now, you know, it's hard for a rich man to get to heaven. And not only that, but you know you got your glory down here. But you see, this down here is short-term in reference to what is, you see. So we're crying about the time limit down here, and we don't look at what that thing say, Sister Debbie, eternal life, looking unto Jesus <laughs> and his mercy, unto eternal life, not unto worldly life, but unto eternal life. See, see, we've lost the eternal message of God in the church. All we think about now is how we can tickle somebody in to make them come in. But I'm telling you, that ain't going to work. That thing ain't going to work. Yeah, you might be doing all right right now, and you might be saying, well, you know, we got a good church, and we do this, and we do that. But if you're not teaching eternal life, then you don't have no church. You just got a group of people. That's all you got. Who play in church. Life is hard. Life is serious. This thing ain't no joke. And we spoke, we're down here now being prepared and trained in ministry so that we can get to the greater ministry. There is a greater ministry than what's here. But if we're not faithful over this, what we have here, then how is God going to allow us to be faithful over many? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a big universe out there. Universe got universes in it. And anybody with good sense ought to know and understand that we are not alone. <laughs> That is so small-minded for church folk to even think that way. That we are all it is. When Jesus said, don't fret, little flock, because I got a flock that you don't even know nothing about. Jesus said that. Good God, man. We think too small. We think too small. Why? Because earthly things keep us thinking small. You see them people that run Microsoft and all that, that's small time. They talking about their trillion dollar company, that's small time. That's small time. Because when you leave here, you can't take nothing with you. You waste all your time, all your life trying to get a dollar bill and can't even, can't even take it with you. And then at the end of the day, you look back on it now and all. You ever screwed up? Yeah, I am, Lord. You ever screwed up and then after it's all over and you see the, 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 the destruction of the tornado that you caused and you holler like, oh, did I do that? Yeah, you did it. Now you can see it clearly. But ain't it funny how the enemy blinds us to walk right into that trap, and we've already walked in it so many times before. Oh, am I in this house? And if you ain't careful, you'll look down on yourself about what you're going through. And if you ain't about, and the worst thing that you can ever do, please don't make this mistake, is allow yourself to be cut off from where your strength lies. Within your congregation, the people that love you, and God. Because once you get over there and all the counsel you got is your own insanity, and that of the devil, when he put his hands around you and talked to you too, you're in trouble. You're in trouble, big trouble. So I'm saying here this morning that there's nothing so bad that we've done that God can't fix people. Okay? We just got to be willing to let it. But now, we got to take the chastisement that comes from it because we did it, right? You ever got that tail toe up at home? When you done wrong, and after you got that whooping, you were still loved in your home, right? You were loved while you was getting that whooping too. You just didn't like it. But it was your own will that got you that whooping, right? Well, that's the way life is. When we do things against the ordinance of what God has placed 
in our life, then what happens is we get chastised, don't we? And that chastisement don't feel good, right? And sometimes we try to blame others, but really the problem is is that we need to be blaming ourselves, right? And you don't need to blame yourself long for that because you'll fall into destruction. And the people that do fall, they don't need us to bring harm on them because, they are, because it, the Bible said it could swallow them people up in misery. So whatever it is that we screwed up on, and I'm including myself because I screw up too. Everybody in here do. <laughs> Come on now. Everybody in here screw up. Ain't, ain't nothing perfect up in here. I just want the same mercy I give you for you to give me. Because everybody's going to have a chance of screwing up. Oh, you're going to do it now. now, now I'm, I, I ain't got time to preach foolishness to y'all. I preach real life situations where you can understand that Jude said now we got to learn how to build ourselves up on our most holiest of faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is the sacred mind of God. In other words, when we pray, we need to be praying in the will of God and not in the will of ourselves. Like, God, I need for you to give me this. God, I need for me to give me that. Is that God's will? God said, if you seek me first and my righteousness, or if you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these other things will be added unto us, right? All these other things. And he listed up before that what those other things were. He didn't say nothing about being rich. It talks about clothing you, feeding you, and all of that, giving you a place to stay. Read up above it. You can't use that scripture, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you and say that God's going to make you a millionaire because would you give your son a loaded gun if he wasn't ready to use it? Do you not know that money has a curse with it? It's got a Head, blessing come with a head and a tail. And when you look at the word and run the reference on the word bless, it can mean you curse somebody too. So be careful who say God bless you to you. Because they could be cursing you. You got to know. You got to know people. Everybody say it's a blessing. Ain't a blessing. Everything look good ain't good. Everything shine ain't gold. And all sickness ain't death. Amen? It might make you want to kill yourself, but don't do it. James, go to James. James 1.1. Now look at this word here. James, a servant of God, of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes. That word tribe there means those that have the mark of authority. The mark of authority comes with our salvation. The Bible says that these twelve tribes are scattered where? Throughout all the earth. Read it there. The book of James 1.1. I know we don't have the scriptures up there today, but... No, no, no. I want you to listen. We are scattered throughout all the earth. And at one time, day, God is going to bring all his tribes back together. And I'm going to tell y'all something. You know all this money they giving over there to that fake Israel over there? That, that was that man-made Israel that, that was made back in 1946 or 1947? See, I know they don't want to hear that, but see, you need to do your history. That's a man-made thing. That ain't God's Israel. 
That's why Jesus said in his in the book of Revelation, I know who y'all Jews are who sit in the synagogue, who say y'all are Jews, but you're not Jews. You are the synagogue of Satan. That's what Jesus Christ said. The 12 tribes of Israel are scattered according to this word throughout all the earth. See, we're Israel too. Most of us don't even know who we are. But I know. And guess what? They want to keep you from knowing. They want to keep you from knowing who you are. But the word of God already untold us who we are. He done already told us. And we don't even realize what God is saying to us. And Jesus busted them out and said, y'all ain't the real ones. He busted them out in the last book. You don't believe it. Go to Revelation. Go to Revelation. Revelation 2 9. Some of y'all, some of y'all might think I'm joking up in here, but this old boy don't joke with this word. Go there. Let me show you what Jesus said. This red letters. Are you ready? Catch this. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty. But he said, you're rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. <laughs> Should I go further? Let me go further. Now, it's something when God reiterates something twice. Watch this. Go to the next chapter, chapter 3, verse 9. And watch what Jesus said. Jesus said, Behold, I make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are who? Jews. Boy, y'all slow this moment. Y'all slow, but the ghost of God ain't slow, because I'm going to pump this thing in you. (laughs) Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not. Y'all need to be reading this. But they lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before your feet and to know that I have loved you. That's God's word. People out here pimping, getting money from folk, billions of dollars. To give to a man substance that they made. And keeping the real Jews from knowing who they are. <laughs> and all you got to do is go down in the Word and learn the Word. Go to Revelation 7. Yeah, we in Revelation today. 7, verse 9 and 14. Revelation 7. Talking about these same folks. Now, we're talking about the final baptism now. Now, John, that's the title of our message, says the final baptism. You see, John the Baptist said, I baptize with water, but the one that's coming after me is going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Remember, let every one of you be salted with fire. Not water, but fire. You don't even remember what's being said when you go home, get on, get on, get on, get in, and, and listen. Just don't go. Go and try to let this thing get up in you. So y'all ain't hearing so well this morning. I, I, I can feel it. You're coming up in here dull of mind this morning. I don't know if you're depressed or if it's the weather or you didn't want to get up this morning or whatever it is. But you, you need to open up your head because God's been good to us all. Done blessed us with homes and food and health and jobs and everything else. And we still ain't satisfied. And every time God blesses, we find a way to screw it up. Every one of us. Every one of us. 
But God keeps saying, I'm married to the backslider. I'll never leave you or forsake you. You know, God is long-suffering. Oh, he's a good God. Good God. Talking about these. He tell you who the ones are. Who the real ones are. Watch this. <laughs> Up in chapter 7, <coughs> it's talking about how the 12,000 is comes out of every one of those tribes. We're going to get to verse 9 and verse 14 in a minute. I'm just letting you know what, what it is before you get there. 12,000 is coming out of each one of those tribes. 12,000. The number 12,000, when you count it, 1 plus 2 plus 0 plus 0 plus 0, it equals 3, which means resurrected. When we got saved, God resurrected us. There's a final baptism. There's a final resurrection, too. It's all a process. Got to understand this. We got to understand that through this life that we are in the process of being baptized. Amen? Until we get to the final baptism. You got to understand that. Now, another thing that we have to understand is that each one of those 12 tribes, there are 12,000 that comes out of it. It equals up to 144,000, am I correct? Yeah. Count the number. 1 plus 4 plus 4 plus 0 plus 0 plus 0 equals 9. That's the Christed man. Did not Christ enter into paradise? Yeah. He entered in on the ninth hour, didn't he? So he's talking about the 144 is a secret code that belongs to the church. Not that junk that they preaching out there, that the, 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 what they call them, the ones that come and knock on your door, talking about ain't but 144,000 going to get to heaven and all that old crazy kind of talk because they don't have no knowledge and they screwing people's heads up. But the Word of God tells us that out of all of them, there are going to be 144,000 of them, which is the Christed man. Talk about me, you, and the rest of us who continue to the end. He that endure to the end, that shall be in that number. Amen? Now let's go to verse 9. Now that we got the backdraft over, and watch this. I'm going to show you where the Jews are. They're scattered throughout all the earth. Watch the word here. Watch verse, verse 9, chapter 7. Amen? Now, it says, after this, after what? After all these people were pulled in, right? Notice what he said. After this I beheld, and lo, it was a great multitude of them, he said. Oh, boy. Watch this. Which no man could number. Notice where they were. They were of how many nations? All nations. And all kindreds and all people and all tongues. And they stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. You see that? James said they were scattered throughout the earth, didn't he? Here they are right here. God done went up through the 12 tribes and collected his people, those who've been saved by Jesus Christ. There's only one. There's only one church. That's the church of Israel, which is the church of God, the true and living God. And we are that Israel. And y'all need to stop letting people take y'all identity from you. And stop listening to these old fake preachers out here that's talking all this garbage. You need to stop it because you're not growing listening to that garbage. Get back in this word and really, really get somebody to show you what this word is saying and prove it to you by the word and not by somebody just popping off at the mouth. 
making things sound good, but ain't got no sense to it at all when you really look at it. Ain't no substance to it at all. You, you've been promised that God going to give you a million dollars, but you still ain't got it. And you done paid your money out to that foolishness. And it ain't so, people. God might take us through this whole thing in poverty just to get us baptized to make us rich. Huh? Because God said, I give you all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Not here. Yeah, people don't like that. People want to hear stupid stuff. Because people don't want this word to challenge them. But this word is all about challenging you to the next level. You and me. You think I get up in here to play? To play with you? When I see my soul and people's soul dying? This ain't no time to play. The mistakes we make, we just got to keep rolling from it. But this ain't no time to play. Know in your heart that, God, I'm going to get up and I'm going to try this thing again. I'm going to keep on trying until the end comes. Because when my change comes in the twinkling of an eye, the Bible says we're going to all be changed. Now, 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 now I'm, I'm finna give you something here. Now, there are two kinds of fires. Don't make no difference. Now, one fire is the final baptism of God. For the saints of God. But there's another fire that's the baptism of hell, which is the lake of fire. So either way, there's going to be a final baptism, y'all. Either way, there is no escaping. And you're going to suffer for doing right, but you'll still have your money, you'll still have your sanity. Or you can suffer for doing wrong and don't have your money, don't have your home, don't have your family. Either way, you're going to suffer. But one suffering pays off. The other one takes. It says here they came out of everywhere. They were scattered all over the earth. God brought them back in. Look at verse 14. Because the angel was asking John, John, who are these? John said, I don't know. You know. He said, and I said unto him, sir, thou knowest. That's John. Because he was asked. <coughs> one of the elders asked him, who are these people, John? John said, I don't know. Thou knowest. Uh-huh. He said, what are these which are arrayed in white robes? And where did they come? And watch this. And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they which came out of great tribulation. Well, I, I, why are these preachers out here preaching this lie then, talking about that the church ain't going to go through the great tribulation? When it says right here, they came out of... They, did, they had to go... They had to be pulled up out of that great tribulation. Now, who are you going to believe? You're going to believe God worthy. You're going to believe some crackpot preacher. You know, it's easy when you don't know the word to believe them folk. But when you know the word, you automatically know that that ain't right. <laughs> Why do you think we're giving out them Bibles? Well, y'all, they call them study Bibles. Oh, God, I got them to sit down. Look on the look what it says. What kind of Bible it say it is? Say it. Study. Bible says study and make yourself approved. I might just sit here the rest of the service. <laughs> look how crazy we look up in here. <laughs> Let's just laugh at ourselves. It says study. Study Bibles, right? Amen. Mm-hmm. That means get down in there. But even though you're down in there, you got to understand now. You got to watch them commentaries because them commentaries down off in there lead you wrong. So you got to know what you're doing there. Don't be crazy. 
you don't understand something, you better, you better come and ask the leaders of the church. But well, we'll try to get this thing straight for you because we don't want you to have a wreck. That's out. No, we don't want you to do that. There's too many of us wrecking. He said, now, these are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. That's the true Israel. The church. The called out ones. That's what the church means. Now, let's finish this thing up. So, we, we, we've already been to go to chapter Revelation 15, verse 2. How we're going to finish this thing up. Now, we've already, down here on earth, been baptized with water, right? Then we got saved, right? And God baptized us with the Holy Spirit, right? In other words, he began to train us, right? Don't mean that he began to make us roll on the old doggone flow and all that old crazy Allah, ba 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 shaka ba and all that old crazy stuff. No. No. We're talking about having something in us that will cause us to write, to walk up right with God. That's the Holy Spirit, the guider, the teacher. Huh? Amen. Now, we ain't going to bring that crazy stuff up in here. If some tongues be spoke up in here, they're going to be real and they're going to be interpreted. Like the Bible says. Otherwise, you're going to go in your closet and do all the ashabaka that you want to. But you ain't going to be running around all up in here all crazy like you out of your mind. You can't hear nothing like that. How you going to eat and talk at the same time? That ain't, that's not good ethics. That's not good etiquette. Spitting stuff. The stuff they're trying to feed you, you spitting it back out your mouth because you're too busy. Yeah, sha, 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 sha. What am I right about it? All you got to do is look at it in the natural. And you can see what's going on in the spirit. And the angels are saying, well, God, what are, they, what are they doing? And they're looking. We've been baptized with water. We're baptized with the Holy Spirit. We're baptized in the process of life. Because, boy, that life will baptize you too. <laughs> Y'all going to make me fall down. See, life will put something on you too to baptize you, huh? See, that word baptized means to overwhelm you. You see? See, see, some things in life that'll dip you under too. Huh? I can't get no amen up here. here. <laughs> see, you see, <laughs> you get dipped quite a few times before you leave up out here. Out of this world. So that's a, and then there's this final baptism. Amen? What's the word? All you got to do is follow the word. It'll, it'll take you all the way through the journey. If you know what you're doing. See, that, that one. <laughs> you know, I could take a stick. Me and all my problems I got. I don't even worry about that. Because I know what's in that book. And one thing that I believe in is when I get in this proof, it to give people the truth. But I could take a stick. And just well the hell out of 95% of the preachers in this world. Because they're killing God's people. They're killing them. See, there was a poor man saved the city. Book of Proverbs, I believe. All the rich folk couldn't save the city. But that was this poor man. He had the wisdom to save the city. city got saved, but didn't nobody like him. Oh, I want to get saved by a rich man. Well, if you get saved by a rich man, then you don't have that spirit of what that rich man got on him. So you got to be careful who you let do that. Because it might not be the wrong thing. I ain't saying something wrong with being rich, but I am saying that God said it's harder for a rich man to, to get to heaven. I am saying that. And Jesus ought to know. 
If you notice Jesus, he never carried no money. He didn't own no car. He didn't own no home. He didn't own none of that. Why? Because he knew that would get in the way of you know, him to see. When he sent his disciples out, he told them don't take no money, don't take no change of clothes, don't take no food, don't take nothing but the word of God. Because he knew that if they got caught up in this other stuff, that it would take them away from God. And that's exactly what's happening to us as people of God. We are being damned by our own will to satisfy the flesh. It's a little tight up in here. It is. But it's all right. Revelation, last verse. Chapter 15, verse 2. Watch this. It's talking about these same multitudes. The true Israel. We're up top now, right? We're at the final baptism. Look what's happening here. He said, and I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mingled with what? Fire. fire. That fire is. <laughs> and them that had gotten the victory over who? The beast. Mm-hmm. And over his what? That's, that, that's some Nike commercials. And them iPods. And them iPhone, all that mess. That's, that's the image of the beast. All them things that they put before your eyes that make us want it, that's the image of the beast. See, we have to get victory over that. See, see, he said, all them got victory over his image and over his mark and over the number of his name. Look where these people were standing. Now notice that this sea of glass, which is the pristine sea of eternity now, that's what we're standing on. It says that they are standing, this number, which we clarified, came from all walks of life, out of the earth, the 12 tribes. They're standing on the sea of glass, standing on it. But that sea of glass got fire in it. That's what that word says. Didn't it? And we standing on it. Sound like a final baptism to me. Baptism of fire. And God says that while we stand in there in eternity on this pristine sea of glass, mingled with fire, we stand in there with harps in our hands. That means we're going to be singing a new song. Because we ain't never been able to sing like we're going to sing when that fire of that final baptism hit us. It's going to be a completely... See, see, we, we don't understand. We, Paul said we see through a glass darkly. But then we are going to be known... Uh, then we're going to know as we are known, you see. When that fire of that final baptism hit us, we ain't got to worry about it no more. Ain't got to worry about it no more. We don't know what kind of transformation that God has in store for us. We don't know what we're going to look like. We don't know what we're going to be. We don't know none of that except the fact that we're going to be like him, just like him. So whatever he look like, we're going to look like. Whatever he like, we're going to like. Whatever he love, we're going to love. Whatever he does, we're going to do because we're going to be just like him. Amen? Amen? Church, I'm telling you, keep the faith. Try it for one more day, and after that, try it for another day. Just keep on walking. Because everything that we're going through down here, even though it's hard, even though it's tough, it ain't the end. We just got to keep on believing, trusting him, being committed to him. 
And when you fall, just get back up. Or you might stay down for a day and suck a little bit, but you got to get back. Just get on back up. Let's try it again. But you got to have somebody to work with you. You got to have somebody. You can't, you can't do it all by yourself. You got to have somebody to try. You say, you know, you, know, you know, it's a bad thing when you don't. I've been there. I know all about that. Well, God got us, y'all. God wants to bless us, and, and God is already blessed. And God has blessed. Let's just try our best, and I'm, and I'm done. Let's just try our best to find a way to keep from screwing up the blessings and be able to see good when it's come. A lot of times we just can't see good when it comes. For some reason or another, we get blinded when God do something good for us. And it puts us in a position of retraction instead of protraction. We need to go forward. Amen? Let's give God some praise, church.